0: welcome back, everyone! Again to the greatest sports show on the internet, Sports News and Brews Podcast. Hey, I did pretty goddamn well on my six pack from this weekend. I went five and one for the weekend, uh, which puts my overall total to thirteen and five. I had one bad week. I went three and three one week, and then five and one uh, the first week and this week. So uh, we'll get into. I don't have too many topics, kind of a quiet weekend overall, um, sort of, but um, we'll go over some of the the, the games that occurred this weekend. And before we do that, uh, I don't have any ads for this week, but we'll do the beer intro. So this week I'm going to drink the Aloha Spirit Blonde Ale from Waikiki Brewing Company. I've been to their brewery and I've had a couple of their beers before and they were good. So hopefully this one turns out all right. It is a blonde ale, of course. I'll just read off the can real quick. Light crystal and two-row malts combined to make the light golden base for this refreshing blonde. And European noble hops. Not those peasant hops. Noble hops. All right. Uh, Provide slight bitterness and balance to the malt and all that good stuff. So we'll see if that holds to be true. So. For this week, I am trying Waikiki Brewing's Aloha Spirit Blonde Ale. And I'll go ahead and crack this bad bitch open. So yeah, I went 5-1 uh, this weekend. I obviously picked... The the one game that I lost was the Chargers and the Patriots. That's the game. I, I picked the Chargers uh, to win that game. I had the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. So going forward, it's not like I had a bracket, but they do bust my bracket, so to speak. So uh, yeah, the Chargers... I'm not gonna lie, I, that game could have went in my mind that it it's not impossible, of course, for the Patriots in the playoffs to fucking win. They've only gone to the AFC Championship game eight fucking years in a row now, but I didn't see it, and I did not see it going the way that it did go. I didn't, because I mean, it was a blowout. Yeah, maybe. You know they had that that light little rally. Not that it really mattered, but uh, I think what it was—they're still down by twenty something points, or maybe they came within two scores. So they came within eleven points by the end. But it was really a game that was out of reach from the entire time from the get go. Like not from the get go, but the that first quarter. By the end of the first quarter, the game was gone. I mean, you could see the momentum was with the Patriots, and then they just kept fucking hammering away at them. But what impressed me most about the Patriots win over the Chargers is not offensively. Like, we know that the Patriots offense can do what it what it did, put up 41 fucking points. We know that that exists. But what impressed me about the Patriots win over the Chargers is their defense, that they were able to shut down that offense. Now, you could say that the Chargers offense might be overrated, but it's it's not. I mean, when you got Antonio Gates, the fucking goddamn caveman, you know, coming out of retirement, I say "caveman" just because he came out of a fucking, out of retirement more or less. But you know that old ass, slow fucking tight end. And you know that they did a good job of shutting Melvin Gordon down. They did a good job of shutting down the running game, of course. And then they were they put Phillip Rivers in an uncomfortable situation. They put a lot of heat on him, a lot of pressure, and obviously we saw how that went. So that that's the game that I lost this weekend on my picks. But I was genuinely surprised that it went the way that it went. I mean. Like I said, the Patriots won, Winning isn't surprising. It's just how they won in such a dominant fashion that I just didn't see that with this Chargers team uh, that they were going to be able to do that. So my Super Bowl pick is out of the fucking playoffs. So that's fucking fantastic. So now I got to readjust that, um, but I won't do it today. I'll do it uh, in the in the six packs for this week, uh, or whoever I think is going to win next week's. Uh, or no, this week's six pack, I'm sorry. So for the first topic, I guess I'll well then the rest of the games they went uh pretty much how I kind of expected. I didn't expect the Saints to start out so fucking awful. And they scared me because I thought, well, here we go. This is gonna be another fucking Patriots Chargers game. But it ended up, you know, they they put to bed the legend of Big Dick Nick, as the Philly fans like call him. But yeah, Nick Foles uh his his story ends at least with philadelphia that way now philly doug peterson had the eagles that come out and doug peterson has said that carson wentz is the starter he is the 100 the starter going forward now that doesn't mean that they won't try to keep nick Foles. i don't think that they will but uh i don't i'm not sh- I, I think they get the way his contract is, is structured is weird Structured is weird because I don't think they can fran- – I'm not 100%, but I do not think they can franch- franchise tag him. So he has the – it built it in to pick up the option. So if they say they want to keep him, he has the option to decline that. And if you're Nick Foles, I think you do. There's no reason why you would accept a contract with the Eagles just to be traded. Like that doesn't make sense. <coughs> so I think he goes free agent. And he, you know, he's going to play. He, he might be in Tampa. You know, he might be a backup in Tampa or, or even competing for the starting job. Uh, we could see him in Miami. I think that is highly likely as well. They need a quarterback. So he, they're, he could end up in Miami or even Jacksonville. Um, basically, he's going to stay in the state of Florida. The ring, an outsider could be someone like San Francisco or you know what because we never Jimmy G hurt right oh and he could be a backup there or he could look for a starting job even in Denver that's that's my my kind of my sleeper pick in a way I think he could end up in Denver I don't know if Denver's, what Denver's money looks like if they could even afford to pay him if he wanted big money I don't know if they could uh, but that's also there have been talks of moving Von Miller out so which would be fucking insane but that is something that uh, has been on, on the talking book. But Eagles did say Carson Wentz is the starter, is the starter, hands down, right? They said there's not going to be any controversy. He will be the starter. Um, All right, so the first topic, Adam Gase got hired by the New York Jets. Adam Gase fucking failed in, Ma- in Miami and then got hired in New York. I don't understand that one. What blows my mind is that the Jets passed up Mike McCarthy. Now, I know there's people out there that'll say, "Well, maybe there's something, you know, maybe there was some fucking something right with Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers had uh or, you know, the rift between them, maybe he saw something and obviously it played out to be true." I don't buy into that. What I buy into is that the Jets are fucking stupid and they've constantly proven that front office that front office and the owners whatever, all right? they've constantly year in year out have proven to be fucking morons with draft picks and with fucking sticking in it, their coaching hirings their fucking management of personnel just in general the fucking jets are dumb i'm not saying adam gates is a terrible quarter or a terrible coach all right he could do something i mean he only did what two years in miami so it's not like he had a lot of fucking time down there and I know everybody wants that win now and every mentality, but the general rule of thumb is people get three to four years to kind of implement their scheme and their plan and get their personnel and the players that they want to draft and, and have them play right. So they usually get about that three to four year leeway uh, unless they just do terrible, terrible. Um. So, but I, I don't, I, I don't see how you pick Adam Gase over fucking Mike McCarthy. I just don't see that. You know what I mean? Like, you have somebody that is a proven uh, coach versus somebody that is not, right? Adam Gates, well, he has. He's proven to have a fucking not do very well so far. But you got, like I said, I don't understand the Mike McCarthy, not hiring Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy even went on record and said the only place he's interested in coaching is the Jets. He said that out loud so that they knew That all the other teams that that had openings knew he didn't want to go anywhere else but there. And the Jets said, eh, fuck it, we'll take a risk on this guy instead. McCarthy is a fucking, you know, he coached Brett Favre. He fucking, obviously he coached fucking Aaron Rodgers, a young Aaron Rodgers, and brought him along. Did he do it all by himself? Obviously not. But if you're looking at Sam Darnold and you need somebody who could fucking coach a young quarterback that has potential to maybe do something better with himself and be a better fucking NFL quarterback. You're going to take Adam Gase, who's fucking what Ryan Tannehill and fucking who else? Who else? You know what I'm saying? Like what? But you could. And what is he going to do for Sam Darnold? Adam Gase even fucking said this. is This blows my mind. I need a, they hired Greg Williams as, or they're about to, or they did hire Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator And he even said, "Look, I'm gonna have to focus so much on the quarterback; I ain't got time for the defense." Paraphrasing, of course, but is that something you want somebody to outright say? Like he said, "I need him to be the head coach of the defense because I don't, I don't really, I have to focus on the quarterback; I don't have time for that." I mean, don't get me wrong; I understand that there's defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators so that they can take some of that fucking pressure and some of the, you know, and they a head coach can delegate those things down for sure. But when you're saying like. I'm not basically saying I don't want to be responsible for it. Like I don't even want to be in the ballpark of being responsible for the fucking defense. I don't know. Greg Williams though is a good hire by the Jets. That's like the one fucking thing they did. It uh, could be a good hire. I mean, he goes. The Jets do a three-four. He does a four-three scheme, so their defense will look different. And he does, but there. I mean, I don't know. But I can't believe they went Adam Gase over fucking Mike McCarthy. I can't believe it. Thank God I'm not a Jets fan. That's all I got to say. That would be a frustrating thing to live with every day, being a Jets fan. Not just because of Adam Gates, but because of everything the Jets are. Um, But, yeah, that fucking blows my mind. Hey, that's why the Patriots keep fucking winning that goddamn division because nobody can fucking step up and beat them, especially teams like that when they make fucking terrible decisions at head coach. I shouldn't say it's a terrible decision. It's just a... A mind-boggling one to take somebody who got fired with a losing record that's done and is unproven in the NFL. You know, two years is not enough to really base anything on long-term wise. When you have Mike McCarthy, who's like, "Yeah, I want to be here," who is clearly a better coach, resume-wise than Adam Gase, but you're gonna say, "Nah, dog, we don't, we don't give a fuck. We gonna, we gonna go with this fucking shitbird from fucking Miami." All right. I know it's this is like the third week in a row. I think I've talked about coaches, but I'm sorry. And I'm going to do one more one more coach during. So uh, who was it? Terrell Owens came out and said, uh, hey, you know, tweeted directly to fucking Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner. uh, Hey, it's about time for a fucking coaching coaching change. What one playoff win in 10 years or something like that is what his quote said. Uh, don't you think Jerry at Jerry Jones or something that's time for a coach, you know, to get a new head coach and I have to agree with him. I know I'm jumping on the fucking bandwagon of Jerry or not Jerry Jones, but Jason Garrett haters. But I don't think he should be fucking, I mean, this is the same Jerry Jones. You could say whatever you want to say about him, but this is the same guy that, Put his fucking horse, put all his eggs in the basket on Tony Romo, we all know how that fucking played out. But Jason Garrett hasn't done shit for the Cowboys, and you can. But he, what he does is he brings hope in a fucking year where he think he's gonna get fired. He does well, or just the team does well, of course. And then he doesn't get fucking fired. Scott Linehan is staying on. That, that has been said. I, and I don't understand that either, but. Jason Garrett needs to fucking go, and regardless of what if he has a winning record, losing record, fucking playoff. I mean, this this team doesn't do anything; they don't get they don't get far. You could have a, a winning fucking record, that's great, but if you can't fucking win a playoff game every fucking year, then you have a fucking problem. And let's Jason Garrett hasn't done shit for the Cowboys, but make them a perennial fucking joke. We boys. Nah, nah, you ain't. I think he's got to go. Why the fuck not? Why not take a chance? Why not? But here's the thing that sucks is that they fire him now. And the coaching pool has definitely gotten smaller since all these head coaches that have been fired, uh, have been rehired as coordinators. I mean, there's still guys out there, but you got to, you know, the the pool is very slim. So maybe you can't even fire him this year. Maybe because now it's too late. Got it. They had a playoff game this weekend, this past weekend, so they couldn't fucking fire the head coach. But that's, I think Jason Garrett might get another year. I mean, I don't know who else is out there right now unless they're looking at somebody maybe from college level, but it, we know he's probably going to stay. He's going to stay this year. And good news for me because I hate the fucking Cowboys, but Jason Garrett needs to be fucking fired. He needs to go. They need something. They need something else. Dak Prescott has not gotten any better. He hasn't. He's the same fucking quarterback he's been since his fuck last year and the year before that. He has not taken any significant step forward. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I will say this. Dak Prescott, not the fucking answer for the Cowboys. Right now, he's good enough. But he is not the answer. I he can prove me. I've I even sent a text out this weekend when when I was watching the game. I was like, God damn! When Dak when Dak Prescott is on, he is very impressive. The problem is he's not always on. Sometimes ha- half the time he's not. You don't ever know what Dak you're going to get that day. Don't get me wrong. His when he's off, he's not fucking horrible. But he's not very you know he's not good. He's not elite. If you want to put it that way but yeah Jason Garrett get on with your bad self fucking retire do it for him do it for him Jerry Jones will never let him go he's I mean he gets dug in (laughs) it's like if you tell Jerry Jones hey you should probably change out like fucking Romo you should probably get rid of Romo no we're not gonna do that well he's not that good I don't give a fuck he's my quarterback same with Jason Garrett you should probably let him go nah that's my coach All right, if you fucking say so but yeah Jason Garrett should go. But like, like I said, right now I get it. They went to the playoffs, but and they won a game, and that does kind of hurt him because, like I said, now the coaching pool has shrunk. So maybe they do give him another year and fire him early next year if they do bad, obviously. And then if they do well, you know, maybe they keep they fucking let him. Go. I don't know. I don't know, man. The fact that he still has a job is fucking <laughs> impressive to me considering he should have been fired years ago. All right, let's talk about Kyler Murray real quick. So, Kyler Murray, he asked for an insane amount of money from the Oakland A's and said, hey, you want me to play baseball? Then fucking pay me. I'm drawing a blank, and I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure now it's $15 million is what he asked for. Not necessarily unreasonable in the, in the world of baseball to get a contract for such an extreme amount, but... You know, a little unproven in a way because he hasn't he hadn't played a major league game. But that's not to say that rookies hadn't, you know, people out of college hadn't gotten monster contracts before. And of course, the A's didn't fucking pay him. They said no dice. And he declared for the NFL draft. Now, of course, he could still go to baseball if he really wanted to. But he is uh, entering the NFL draft. Me, personally, I don't give a fuck what he does. I don't care if he plays baseball. People are so invested in whether or not he should play football or baseball. I don't give a fuck. Is he talented? Yes. But I don't care. I don't care if he plays either sport. But here's what I think happened. So there's been talk, all this fucking talk about Kingsbury fucking saying he would take Kyler Murray in the number one pick. Of course he would say that. He wasn't on a fucking pro pro staff, you know. But now he's in the position where he could draft him with the Cardinals. Do I think that happens? No. He won't draft him. He won't draft him. He's got a quarterback already. He doesn't know what he has with him. um, But I don't think he gets drafted with the Cardinals. Ah, Sorry, I had to take a sip of that beer. Find out what it tastes like. Here's what I do know is going to happen. Or here's what I know what I think is going to happen rather fuck it, this is what I know is going to happen he's going to the Giants the Giants will draft Kyler Murray and that ladies and gentlemen will be the new face of that franchise Uh, well, the new quarterback face of that franchise he's still got Saquon and uh, Odell Beckham but uh, yeah, he's going to go to the Giants and here's what's going to happen, they're going to keep Eli Manning I know I said they'd probably get rid of him or they should get rid of him But they're going to keep him. They're going to draft Kyler Murray. They're going to keep Eli Manning. And we're going to find ourselves in a Baltimore situation again at the end of the season of next year. Where they're going to take Eli, put him on the bench. They're going to work Kyler in, just like they did with Lamar Jackson. And they're going to do the exact same. If they're smart, they should do that. Follow that formula. And then by, I don't know, week 10, 11, you're going to see Kyler Murray... Take the starting job away from fucking Eli Manning. Garn, damn to it. And it's actually not a bad thing for the Giants because their O line is fucking trash. It's 27th overall in the NFL. So they're garver- they have a terrible offensive line. But what Kyler Murray does for them is he is a dual threat quarterback in the fact that he can run and he can fucking throw the ball. And he can throw the ball on the run. It's just something that Eli Manning, I mean. Yeah, all the dogging that I do on Eli Manning, but objectively, he's just not that quarterback. He, and he never really was that quarterback, but now more than ever, he is not a, a very mobile quarterback. I mean he's fucking old as shit for the NFL standards. So with Kyler, if if the Giants get Kyler Murray, I would be very worried for the NFC East. Because that's all if they get somebody that can actually escape the fucking you know, the rush that comes through that porous O line and able to make a throw, make plays with his legs, then they're actually not. I mean, they really didn't, they lost. Yeah. They got blown out a few times, but they didn't lose a whole lot of games. They gave up a lot of leads too. So this is a team that might not, you know, they can actually work on or have a hold a lead, create, or even get one to begin with. I think it goes to the giants. And like I said, by week 10, he's a starter. By week 10, no later than week 10, he's a starter. If he doesn't start off of the season, I don't think he'll do that. I think Eli has a starting job until he loses it. Because Kyler's going to come in on certain drives. He's going to give that team juice and they're going to go with him. Do they make the playoffs? Do they they follow uh, Baltimore to a T? I don't think so, but they're going to be in the the same boat. That's my prediction. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Tyler Murray New York Giants drafted by the New York Giants and by week 10 he' is a starter over Eli Manning. All right six pack time and I was kind of short it's really really kind of like an overall quiet weekend. All right so I didn't uh last week I did two NBA games so this week I'm gonna do two NHL games. I'm gonna do New York Rangers Friday 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 hockey. Uh, the Rangers at the Washington Capitals. Going with the home team. Going with the Capitals. Rangers are an inc- incredibly unreliable team. <laughs> uh, this actually makes me nervous. I picking hockey, sort of makes me nervous, just because you never know how these things go. But uh, this at this point in the season. But the Rangers are notorious for fucking up. So I'm gonna go with the the, the Washington Washington over the Rangers. Uh, next game, Detroit at Calgary. I'm a Red Wings fan. I'm a Detroit fan, but they're fucking, they're fucking up at goalie still. They don't have the answer. solved. they don't have that problem solved yet. 100%. So I'm going with Calgary over Detroit, Calgary at home at on home ice, taking down the Red right wings. All right. Saturday, big UFC fight. All right. Uh, first one on ESPN. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna well first I'll do it undercard. So I'm gonna do two two the, the championship fight and then an undercard fight. So the first fight, uh Paige Van Zant versus Rachel Ostovich. Ostovich. It might even be Rochelle, but I'm pretty sure it's Rachel. Um I'm going with Paige Van Zant Now she has had a year yeah, fucking almost a year off uh without a fight. And of course Ostovich is the one that had her husband um the fight was actually canceled and then brought back uh, because she had an orbital bone uh, fracture or damage um, because of uh, domestic violence. Uh, I'm going to go with Paige Van Zandt. I'm going to go with Old Reliable. Uh, I know she's had a year off. She might come in with some uh, ring rust, but I think she's going to do enough to take down this uh, Ostovich, who's not... I don't want to say, like... I don't know. I'm going I'm going with Paige Van Zandt. I feel confident in that. All right. TJ Dillashaw versus Henry Cejudo for the Flyweight Championship. Henry Cejudo is a Flyweight... is the Flyweight Championship... Uh, or champion. Uh, Dillashaw's a champion as well in his weight class, but he's coming down to 125 pounds to fight Henry Cejudo. This one's interesting. Um... Both guys do get a lot of, I don't want to underrate, not as much respect in the fact of what they can do. Uh, But I'm going with TJ Dillashaw. He is fucking, he has a powerful punch that I don't think Cejudo can withstand. Cejudo is a good wrestler. So if he takes him to the ground, Cejudo definitely has the edge over Dillashaw when it comes to... The ground game. Dillashaw is no is not a bum on the ground, though. I mean, he's not one dimensional. He's not just a fighter on his feet. However, he is definitely better on his feet than Cejudo. So, I think Dillashaw, um, who I, I don't know, he's going down. I think, I think him going down benefits him more than Cejudo staying at one twenty five. So, I am taking TJ Dillashaw to be a two belt two title holder. In the UFC. And Cejudo, uh, even though he did beat uh, Mighty Mouse. I don't know. Like to me, he didn't do it convincingly. I I almost thought like it could have been a split decision. Not really a split decision. I'm sorry. But I didn't think he really did enough to impress me to be like, oh, he beat Mighty Mouse handedly. You know what I mean? Plus Mighty Mouse. I mean, he's dominated for so many years, but eventually he had to fucking lose. And he was up getting up there. Um or, you know, he's fought for so many years you can only take so much. So yeah. So Hudo is gonna get knocked the fuck out. Knockout TKO. That's my prediction. I have no idea when. I'll say second round. Second round knockout or TKO as it is sometimes in the old UFC. All right, now onto the difficult games. Sunday, Rams at Saints and then the Patriots at Kansas City. So I'll do the first one, Rams at the Saints. These are not easy. These these are really good. I can't I know usually NFC and the the champ, the conference championship games are usually, you know, somewhat evenly matched. Uh but these ones I seen in recent memory seem to be two of the best matchups. And definitely not necessarily the best matchups, but like the most Exciting ones to watch. Rams at Saints. I genuinely don't even fucking know. I mean, they both that when I say most interesting to watch, like in the fact that they could go either way. Like these games could go either way. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees at home. Look, I know they started out slow against the Eagles. They gave up 14 points off the rip. And they had they definitely came out fucking like everything was going against them, bad snaps, interception, right? But they got their shit together and came back and put up and did enough. They did very, and they actually did really well. And then they kind of, kind of coasted a little bit and now nah, I shouldn't say coasted, but couldn't finish a couple of drives. But I'm going with with the Saints. I think that was that week off. I think that week off hurt them. I don't think they came out fired up as fired up as they could have, or a little rusty. I hate the word rusty, but you get what I'm saying. Like they took that week off and it hurt them. Whereas the uh, Eagles had played the week before, you know, so they had that little momentum going forward. I think the Eagles carry that into this, into this game. They're not going to, they're not going to come out as fuck it fucked up as they did against the Eagles. They can't even afford to because this Rams defense is fucking good. We all know that. Um, I kind of think it's going to be more of a shootout. I think a lot of people might think it's going to be a low-scoring game because of the Rams' defense especially, but I think this ends up in a shootout. I think it goes the Saints' way. Yep. Saints in the Super Bowl. Who that? All right, next is the Patriots at Kansas City. This one's more difficult for me to, to decide. Only because of the fucking game last week, the Chargers and the fucking Patriots. I it just went uh it just threw me for a loop that it went the way that it went. So I'm Kansas City is we all know that they're offensive powerhouse. We all know that. But again, the defense for this, the not the Saints, the Patriots impressed me with the way that they were able to shut down the Chargers offense. Um <laughs> I don't know, like And Kansas City's playing at home. Kansas City's defense actually looked really well, really good too, surprisingly. They actually fucking showed up for one game out of the season so far. We're talking Andy Reid versus Belichick. I don't I think Belichick can definitely figure out Andy Reid, as apparently as most coaches have been able to throughout the his postseason run. But ooh. I think we're going to see. Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm going with Kansas City. Yep. Fuck it. They're playing in their eighth AFC Championship game. Patriots are as good as they are every fucking year. But I think they get outscored by Kansas City. I want them to lose. For sure. I don't. Know if, I definitely don't want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. But I do think that they are going to lose. I think the if Kansas City's defense can do what they did last week. Now I get it that they're not playing that offense is not the same as the patriots offense but i do think if they can come out and do what they did last week uh, they'll be they'll be fine i think they can do enough on defense their defense has actually shown me that they can do enough to stop a good team so kansas city beats new england at well they kansas city at home beats the patriots for the right to play in the super bowl against the saints I'm never wrong, right? <laughs> I should stop. I should pick the Patriots so that they fucking they lose. Maybe that's maybe that's where I've been going wrong. They just do the opposite of what I fucking want them to do. All right, so that's This week's six pack. Of course, you can go on Eight Up Media. Use the hashtag Sports News and Brews, and you can make your own picks. Or excuse me, you can argue with any of mine. Should you want to, uh, especially the Super Bowl picks, the conference games. Let me know who you think is going to go to the Super Bowl. Let me know. Use the hashtag eight up me Or I'm sorry, Sports News and Brews on eight up Media on Facebook. All right, time for our unusual or unheard of sport. So this one is called the. It's I guess not so much of a sport as it is a contest, but it is the World Gurning contest all right it is a competition where the ugliest face wins uh gurning is apparently a word for pulling your or for pulling a face and you are probably not surprised to know that it is the there is a world gurning contest well read that weird gurning competitions are originated in 1297 1297 that's how long fucking gurning Fucking's been around. It's old ass fucking competition in the uh, United Kingdom. But yeah, it's uh, a competition—a competition, a competition uh, where they hold a, f- a face pulling competition to see who can make the ugliest face. Face pulling, not like with your hands, I guess. Like with you, just—I don't know how you pull your face without your fucking hands. Whatever, dude. Anyways, it's a competition where you make the ugliest face, and the ugliest motherfucker in the place wins the competition. And what blew? Not that's not the craziest part. The part that blows my mind has been around since fucking twelve ninety seven. That is a few fucking hundred years for y'all. You can't do that. I can't do the math right now because uh, I'm fucking. I'm just kidding. But twelve ninety seven. Old old world competition. Old motherfucking world all right now for the beer review all right waikiki brewing companies aloha spirit blonde ale it is delicious i will give it that it is a little bit on the hoppy side i'm not a big hops guy but um i'm not sure for you fucking beer nerds out there what the ibu is but it is like i said a little bit hoppier than i normally like but it actually is pretty fucking good it's smooth. It tastes really well. I would uh, definitely buy another six-pack of the Waikiki Brewing's Aloha Spirit Blonde Ale. Or I'll just go to the brewery and get a, if they have it, get a pint of it myself. But, um, yeah, that does it for the beer review this week. Aloha Spirit, buy another six-pack of it. All right, well, that uh, wraps it up for this week. Yeah, dog. So... As always, you can go on the Eight Up Media page on Facebook. That's eight the number and then UP Media. You can like and follow that page to stay up to date with the show or to contact the show directly. Or if you want to make any kind of comment uh, in regards to the show, argue at any point with me. Of course, you can use the hashtag Sports News and Brew so I know what podcast you're specifically talking about. Even though I'll figure it out because it's sports related. But uh, use the hashtag Sports News and Brews podcast, and you can argue with me. Bring up any kind of point you want to bring up, or give me your picks, if you will, uh, for this week. All right, that's all I got. I hope you guys have a good week. And if you're gonna drink, be responsibly irresponsible.